Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2,399. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yap. You'll never guess where I am today, Rio, Brazil, with a very special guest by the name of Dan Palatnik. Dan, welcome to Cars Yap. Do you have it in gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? Hello. Yes, I am. All right. We will have some fun. South America. I was mentioning to Dan uh, before we started here that my wife lived down there for a few years. She loved living down there, loved the people, the spirit, the environment, and I've never been to South America. So now that I've got a friend in you, Dan, I'm going to have to come down and visit you someday. You will be most welcome. Very Let cool. me know. Yeah, absolutely. So before we start and I give you a more proper introduction and we dive into a very, very cool thing you're doing as a career path, what's one little thing that maybe people don't know about Dan Palatnik? Uh, well, uh, I have to admit that mathematics was always a nightmare in my, my student life, mathematics. I dreaded mathematics. Always, always bad at mathematics. I think it has something to do with left brain, right brain. And I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you something, Dan. I had a real struggle uh, to, to get A's in math. I had to work so darn hard. My wife, when we met, she was in college. I was in college. She was a engineering student studying math quite a bit. To this day, she loves doing math puzzles. She's a math whiz. She became a civil engineer. And so I really think, you know, when I look at how she thinks about things and how I think about things, it's left brain right. So I think that's the challenge you and I have is we are more powered by one part of our head than the other. Maybe, maybe. It's it's really, you know, how the mind works. It's... It's can can be amazing and and surprising yeah. and surprising. Yeah, yeah. I, I have so. never been. You know, mathematics and and thinking mathematics has never crossed my mind. You know that I would someday would depend on it. Mm -hmm. You know, on my work because using a computer, you you write mathematics. Yeah. You depend on mathematics. Everything you do on the computer is made by mathematics. So I, I everything I, I do today, I owe to mathematics. <laughs> Isn't that if, funny? <laughs> if, yeah, if I knew that back then, if I could foresee that, I would pay far more attention. But then I was drawing cars, you know, drawing cars every time at all classes so <laughs> and not listening to your math teacher just like yeah, just like me <laughs> yeah yeah you and i both i understand i understand well let's get into what you're doing because i find it really fascinating i learned about you through a, a listener uh, raleigh langston who has brought me many great guests so raleigh thank you for bringing dan to the cars yeah show here dan palatnik is a graphic artist whose career includes freelance illustration for ad agencies back in the 80s he and i were doing the same thing in the 80s what began and as a new technique evolved into a full-time occupation. And since 2003, he has been creating classic car 3D modeling for restoration projects, real builds, scale models, and custom cars, plus visualizations for clients worldwide. He made renders for various local classic car chapter events and contributed with visual information, creating cars that became extinct long the course of history. 
a passion turned into a business, having created more than 300 U.S., European, Brazilian, and Japanese car models in stock, custom, and phantom concept forms. This is very, very fascinating, especially given my passion for art. So we'll be back in a moment to learn more about Dan, but first a word from our sponsors. So please give them a little listen, buckle up, and we'll be right back. For several years now, you've heard me talk about Linkage Magazine. I've been a subscriber since the start. They're talented and creative team brings you a spectacular publication and website that shares the automotive passion from a worldwide perspective. Linkage is about driving, restoring, collecting, and firsthand experience at collector car auctions and more. They bring you real-world values plus rational, experienced opinions on the current markets. They cover the automotive world and the people who share our passions. And Linkage Magazine has grown, mailing you six issues annually. Join me on this journey with Linkage. They're geared for the automotive life. You can subscribe at LinkageMag.com. Years ago, when it was time to renew my collector car insurance policy, my carrier's rates went up, way up. But my usage was the same, and I never made a claim. I didn't even have a ticket. So what's with that? So I turned to American Collectors Insurance. Has your collector car insurance recently raised your rates for no good reason? Tired of paying an annual membership fee? Then it's time to look around and call American Collectors Insurance. I shopped around, I asked friends for recommendations, and found a winner that I can trust. And boy, I'm glad I did. I saved hundreds of dollars every year and slept better at night knowing my baby was properly insured. American Collectors Insurance have been protecting vehicles since 1976. They provided me with an agreed value insurance policy backed by their history of taking great care of their clients. What could be better than that? So give them a call and ask for a quote today. 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866 224 9324 and protect the ones you love like I did with American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. So Dan, this is fascinating what you're doing. So what I would love for you to do is take us on a bit of a journey here, how you evolved what you were doing in advertising, much like me, into what you're doing today. And then we'll take a deeper dive into exactly what it is that you do. So take it away. Well, once it was amazing, but nowadays is it's just, you know, like no surprise at all, no no big thing. I began to understand that I had to get into 3D as a new means of illustration because I I was a product illustrator. You know, I illustrated products and uh, I used the airbrush, right? And you know, with the airbrush, you have to use the mask and the compressor and it makes noise and then you have to, you know, everything you have to, it's a bit messy. Mm-hmm. And and I wanted to use the computer to understand how this computer uh, graphic thing would fit into doing advertising illustration. And one day I went into an advertising agency. The art director called me. He wanted a quote on a job. And he asked me, do you dabble? I, I, I heard that you dabble in 3D. He said, dabble. Hmm. And I said, no, I don't. I should have said, I don't yet, but I will. <laughs> yeah, I go. will. Yeah. But I just did. I, I was dumbfounded. I said, no, I, I, I do not. And he said, I thought you did. I said, I do not. And I left away almost humiliated, you know, because... I was known as a 
good guy, good good go-to guy when it comes to product illustration. And this time, I should I, I just you know I just walked away from the job. Mm-hmm. And I said I had to learn. I have I have to learn now. So I, I came to the studio and and begin to check. You know this. It's like AI today. Only only uh, it it was you know the computers were very slow and uh, the programs were you know very poor. And what you got was you know very underwhelming. But I said, no, I have to learn and I have to understand this if I want to, you know, be successful and offer a new technique. And so I began to to practice. And this uh, first, I, I, I totally understood that I could not model cars because cars are too complex yeah. In my in, in my understanding then, so I started with the radios, you know, just to know how the program, how the 3D program works and how, how you could make shapes and forms, you know, simple shapes, simple forms, how, how you could combine them, arrange them, and then make a render, which is illustrate, you know, make the illustration after you've done the, the object in 3D. So uh, the radios, uh, I made about... I, I don't recall how many, 10, 12 radios, or even more. And one day, I, 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 I entered into a 3D forum, and the guys were there making cars. Younger than me, I was in my 40s. Okay, I was a seasoned illustrator, but still, I, I, did not, I, I didn't know anything about 3D. So I, I, I watched them doing, and I said, well, if they can do, so can I. So let's start. And and so it began. Yeah, it's you know it's really interesting because I went through exactly the same thing in advertising. I mentioned in our pre-show chat, uh, our agency was one of the first ones in San Diego to use these little things called Mac SEs, right? And to set type basically, but you could do some rudimentary layout. And we just thought we died and gone to heaven. And and again, as time goes on, you learn. It gets better. It gets better. Nowadays, it's almost like you can think of something and your computer can read your mind and create it for you. Uh, but let's move forward into what it is you are doing today, because I started to learn about you when I went on your Instagram page and I went, okay, this is kind of cool. This guy's creating all sorts of very interesting renders, as you say, illustrations of classic cars and old cars. And I'm like, what is he doing here? What? Why is he doing these? What is this all about? So walk us through what it is you do for people today. Because I mentioned in the intro, you do things for a lot of different people in different for different reasons and different uses. So uh, tell me all about your design firm today. Yeah, well, uh, first is I work alone. I'm, I'm very authorial with my work, mm-hmm. right? And uh, I do work for, for instance, someone is doing a restoration on a car that's very little of the original thing, car is left. So the body has been, you know, been bent or, or almost rusted destroyed, away. Yeah. rusted away, rust bucket or a fiberglass even, you know, and I, I create based on photographs and information from period information and period photographs and of course the overall dimensions of the original car i i do it in 3d i do the 3d model and for the car the guys who are going to do a real build i do the 3d model and then i make the jig sections for the jig assembly 
and then the jig is you know the the prototype for for the 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 body uh, construction of the body yeah wow this is yeah yeah this is one thing that i do uh so i did I, i said two things already right one is to to rebuild the car digitally and the other is to create the car that will be built uh, at least the body as a replica as a one-off as a recreation and also i'm i do 3d modeling for scale models in oh, resin okay okay right? so so i'm looking at your instagram page and i see i see actually some some past guests of mine here rafi manazian uh making a comment there a designer uh which is cool and the one i'm looking at right now is a 52 chet herbert's beast 3 the bonneville oh, yeah. streamer so i can see where these old vehicles are found and you help people visualize what it is they're going to look like when they're done. Do the people doing the restorations take your work and then build things from it? You talk about jigs and things to help build the cars. Is that how you interplay with the actual restoration people? Yes. Uh, w- when you are doing a restoration, you want to see how the final product, would, w- w- how the final car will look like, you know, after you invested, you know, a good deal of money in, in it, how it will look. And, uh, and that's what I provide. I create the model, I make the renders, and, and it's like a photograph, you know, of the, of the final yeah. car. And as I look through the cars you've done, I mean, all sorts of different vehicles from classic American cars to European cars. I mentioned the Streamliner, street vehicles, prototypes, race cars. There is a lot of stuff here. Yeah, well, I like challenges. I like challenges, but I I still keep on the classic car uh, uh, niche, right? I would do a, a, a Lambo or Guinea Murcielago or something like that because, you know, there are tons of guys who are into it and, and like to do it. So let them do it. What I do is classic cars, you know. Yeah, well, there's a lot of them here. I'll make sure I put a link to Dan's Instagram page. You've got to check it out. But he's easy to find. Uh, Dan, it's D- Dan P-A-L-A-T. That's your Instagram page. Is that right? That's right. Yes. Yeah. Very easy to find. Now, do you have a website for your business as well? I did. I used to, but it was, you know, it was hard to update and I didn't, you know, it was always outdated. So I closed it. I shut it down, shut it down and and I use Blogger and, and Instagram as well. And I post a lot on Facebook. I, I've been posting a lot of my, my my updated work is mostly on Facebook. The work that I can publish, of course, that I cannot publish. Uh, I cannot just I, I can mention even that what I'm doing, but not for home. And I surely I cannot show anything. And and some of my work has not been shown to to anybody since, but but the, client. the clients. Well, of course, yeah. Except the client. That, that makes sense. Yeah, I understand that. It's, yeah, it's very. Yeah, it's very. It's it's a sort of of a verbal agreement that I cannot, you know, I cannot show because other people might might like the idea and do the same, and you know, it, on yeah. their on their on their their cars. So I understand. Yeah, it happens a lot. Yeah, you know, in developing your career, your business, your life, and especially being in the creative world, uh, there are a lot of people that influence us or perhaps our mentors that help us along. Has there been somebody like that in your life? Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I am, 
mentors come in droves in, 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 this, in this thing that I do, I could say. But I can mention a lot of them. But I would like to mention Dick Nesbitt, which is a fantastic inspiration. Bob Gurr, which is another incredible, incredible inspiration, the legendary. And I cannot forget Jeffrey Hacker. Jeffrey Hacker came to me in a most curious way. Someone, uh, uh, when, when I, I had this website of mine with very few renders, it was, I don't recall, it was 2005 or something like that. Long time ago, someone made a PowerPoint. Someone grabbed my renders, made a PowerPoint like they used to do in those old days. And all of a sudden, I, I, I start to, to get emails from all over the world from people saying that they saw my work in this PowerPoint that I had never heard about. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jeffrey Hacker was one of them. And uh, we talked and we got, you know, he, he told me what he did with the fiberglass scars and uh, the post-war, do your own sports scar uh, thing. And it was so interesting, so inter so unique, something I had never thought about. And along these years, we've been doing a lot of things. And he, he, he has been uh, presenting me to so many people. I made so many new friends through him. It's amazing. Yeah, I met Jeff a long time ago, and he was a he was he's been on the show a couple of times. He was a very early guest. I think like number one hundred and thirty or one thirty two or something like that. And um, I got to meet him on the lawn at Pebble Beach uh, with a car that he brought. Um, yeah, he basically goes out and finds these old, lots of fiberglass-bodied one-offs, unique cars, design studies, things you've never seen before. Amazing. Bring, yeah, brings it back to life. So there you go. There's the power of the internet. You never know how and who you may meet. but uh, And then right. Bob, Bob Gurr, of course, of Disneyland fame. I'm working on getting him on the show. I'm hoping I can do that before the end of the year. Uh, diff, uh, most definitely. And of course, uh, Dick Nesbitt, uh, superstar as well. I want to ask you about a challenge that taught you a really valuable lesson. Uh, hopefully it's around your business in some way. Uh, was there an experience like that that might have been kind of painful at the time, but when you look back, you're somewhat happy you got to go through it because it taught you a great lesson? Well, uh, there was this job that I was called to do by a, an advertising agency here in Brazil. They wanted a visual story of the car industry in Brazil from the beginning to the present day. They found my, my renders on the internet of Brazilian cars, cars that had been made in Brazil along the years, and they wanted renders of these cars and, and some more cars that I had not done yet. And so I said, okay, an advertising agency. It's It's been a long time since I've done some work for an advertising agency. So, okay, so here are the cars that I have already done. And these other cars I will, would have to model. No, but we don't have time. To model it will be, we, we, need the, we need the ad to be ready. So what do you suggest? And I said, okay, I'll, I'll do some side views of all the, the models, the 3D models that are done, I'll render them in side views. And the other ones, I will just draw them on the computer using Photoshop and vector programs. And they said, okay, so let's do it because time is, is very, the deadline is very tight. So I began to do it and okay, the, 
the 3D models that were ready, they just rendered and sent to them. But then began the nightmare, the nightmare. They wanted to, you know, oh no, this car, but I, I've, this car that you've done, we thought better, and this is not representative, so, so let's forget about that. But this artwork is ready. No, no, we cannot use it. Let's use. Let, let's create another one, and and so we went. So so we went, and I was working on 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 weekends. I swear that I would never moonlight anymore. Those days were gone. But there there I was again doing this kind of work for some work that I should be grateful, you know, because my work would be shown, you know, all cars in in a, in an advertising. You know, uh, uh, ad which was a, a two-page or three-page, but then it became a night, and I was almost regretting that I took the job, <laughs> almost regretting. But in the end, it it went well. You know, the ad was ready, and we we had some arguments about that, but the thing was done, and 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 that was that. It was and it made me made me think a lot. Well, it's what I call the song of the sirens. You know, it right. looks, looks so wonderful. Sounds so great, and then you hit the rocky yes. shore. And you know, yes. I can't tell you how many times I've been there and done that. And I think the lesson here, at least from my experience, and you and I are pretty much of the same generation, so we've been around, we've been there, we've done that. Uh, but for young people, is be very careful when you say yes to a project. Make Absolutely. sure make sure you fully understand the entire scope of the project and be realistic because. In the creative world especially, everybody thinks that we just magically snap our fingers and this stuff is created. Exactly. You know, we could talk a bit about AI, but I'll leave that aside for today. But back in the day, it takes time to do a good job. And we used to have kind of a joke where, um, what was that that joke? Let me see if I say this right. Fast, cheap, good. Uh, yeah. P pick yeah. any two. <laughs> but <laughs> you, can, you have one, you cannot have the other. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, under I understand. Right. Yeah. Great lessons learned. Now- Cars. I would assume you're a bit of a car guy because you are knee deep, neck deep in the car world. Is there right. one special vehicle in your life that's really stood out? Could you tell us a story about that ride? Uh, well, uh, this is, I, I, I wouldn't say a real one. Uh, I would say uh, uh, just a drawing. Okay. A side, a side drawing that, that was made by a legendary Brazilian car designer named Anisio Campos. Anisio Campos, uh, made uh, a streamliner a very small streamliner that one it was it was the fastest car in brazil in it ran in 1966 and he made that car he designed that car and one day he phoned me and he said he wanted to meet me because what? i had yeah i had i had modeled that car of his and i said sure and is you please come to my studio and he came and I I, I, sh I showed him the car and how I, I made the, the car in 3D and he said, oh, I have so many designs you would love to, to see. And I said, show me one. And he said, okay, it's in the internet. And he showed me the Shango, which was a proposal he had penned for Cinca do Brasil and never went beyond, you know, the paper state. And I said, but Anisio, this car is so nice. It's a small roadster. And he said, you want to, to, to make a 3D model of it? Go ahead. I, 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 can, I can guide you. I can, I can, but we only have a side view. And he said, no problem at all. I'll tell you how I, 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 I was thinking the, the front and, and rear would, would look like. And so I corresponded with him a while 
after the car was roughed up. So how how we do how we would do the front and the rear, and then it was done. And it it, it was one of a few cars that I made that you know making it virtually real of a car that never existed. Never existed. How, how does he spell his name? Yes, A N I S I O. C-A-M-P-O-S, Anisio Campos. Anisio Campos, very cool. And he called it the shingle. Is that what you said? Shango, yes. Shango. Shango. Shango is, oh, is Shango. a deity. Yeah, oh, okay. a deity. Uh, a deity from, from the African rites. Oh, okay. Because it was it was more of a joke because uh, the car, he, he worked at Simca. He had worked at Simca, uh, which was a French uh, car. Of course, yeah. Simca, yeah. Mantra Simcas. And yes, the, the exactly. Buga- the Bugari, which um, when I was in high school, I worked for a guy who bought one of those. It was a three-seater. Are you familiar with the car? It has three seats in the front. Little sports car, the Matra Simca Bugari, I believe it's called. I'll send you a picture of it. It's it's very unique and very different. Uh, yeah, Simca made Simca made very interesting cars. Yeah. And in 1958, I believe, uh, they hired an Italian car designer, I, I forgot the name, Luigi Rappi, I think, to design a car specifically, sorry, for the US market. And so he made a, a, a four-door sedan with fins on the Ford Vedette, original Ford Vedette of France. And so this car was named uh, Beaulieu and the, the mid-price range and Chambord in the, the higher price range. You know, it's so interesting. I ran into uh, Matthias, who has been a guest on my show at the Quail this past uh, summer in August, and he was there with a Delahaye. That was uh-huh. the last Delahaye built. It was a car built by Delahaye, post-war Delahaye, that yes. they tried to bring the brand back. And it was the last one they built. It was a show car, and the company still went bankrupt and failed. And this car has been hidden away for decades and finally pulled out and restored. But the car was never registered as a vehicle because it was a show car. It was a prototype uh-huh. and it had just a fascinating history. So when you think about all the cars that could have been yes. or would have been, but never were. For, no, I'm always you know? fascinated. Yeah. Every time I see a site done by like John Charda, mm-hmm. right? Uh, in the thirties. And I said, no, I'm going to save this one. When I have time, I'm going to do uh, a 3d model of that, yeah. but it's, it's hard because when you have just a side view, you cannot, you know, the, the designer is not uh, with us anymore. So you cannot know how, how he thought it would be. So it's very, very hard, yeah, you know, yeah, it's fascinating. but it's tempting all the way. I'll have to do a little research on the Shingo. That sounds very cool. So I'm going to be a bit of a car psychologist for you today, Dan. I'm going to crawl into your head. Now, since you're a creative guy, I guess I could say I kind of expect a creative answer to this, but we'll see where we go. If you were reincarnated, pun intended, as a car, manifest as a vehicle. Not what you want to be, though. That's way too easy. This is how you perceive yourself as a vehicle by looking at the man in the mirror. Uh, what would you be, but more importantly, why? Well, um, I think a four-door station wagon. Okay. Could be even diesel. Could be a Mercedes-Benz. Mm-hmm. Because this is a car that lasts forever, you know. It takes you anywhere. You can load it with people and luggage, and it still can. This is something you can depend on. That's me. 
I like it. Okay, that was well done. You know, and I, I tell you, I love the old Mercedes-Benz from the 70s and 80s. Those old, last-of-the-hand-built type Mercedes-Benz, they're just magnificent cars. And I've had several guests on the show here that find those cars and restore them and bring them back uh, for people to enjoy today. So uh, very nicely done. I like it. That's great. Yeah. yeah. How, how about reading? Is there a great book that you'd like to share? Well, uh, I have I have before starting the 3D model, I used to buy a lot of books on cars, American cars mainly. Um, and I have, I'm looking at them on my, on my shelves, but you know, two inspiring books, uh, one by, uh, Dick Nesbitt, it's called 50 years of American design or something like that. I, I, I don't recall the exact name. And the other one, is a reprint of a book by Bob Gurr in the 50s, Automotive Styling. I, I, that's, not, that's not the whole title. That's not the complete title of the book. But it's, it's about automotive styling and, and how he was so generous, Bob Gurr, by teaching how to use you know, pencil and, and rulers and French curves and ellipses, ellipse templates to create cars. And in the end of the book, he, he showed a lot of his colleagues, designers, a lot of renders, a lot of renders in, in, in black and white, very inspiring. I have this book with me. I, I, I check it every time. It's always inspiring. It's so, you know, it's so distant from when it was created, but still it's so inspiring. Yeah, very cool. Two great designers. So let's go on the ultimate drive. I like to fantasize a little bit here and send my guests on what I call an ultimate drive. And here's how it goes. I'm going to buy you any car in the world, park it in your garage. You can take it for a drive with anybody, including somebody who's no longer with us. So what does the ultimate drive look like for a creative person like you, Dan? Oh, well, so many ones would fit. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, so many, so many. But um, uh, still, the, the cars that were never done and were only on paper, I think I would choose, I would pick one of Gurr's cars that he did, yes, uh, in the 50s when he was under Strother McMahon. He was uh, working for Grissinger for Kaiser. And he made a lot, a lot of designs uh, with lots of styling cues. And like five or six, he shown me, he sent me the drawings. And these are fantastic ideas, fantastic cars, very uh, with fans before fans were uh, began to grow on cars. And this would be one of them would be my dream car to, to be in. Riding with my wife, of course, in the rear seat, we would be sitting in the rear seat and, and Bobger himself would be driving his uh, concept, one of his concepts. And that would be a great ride anywhere, just having him drive us and chatting about automobile design, uh, the streamlining, the jet age, you know. <laughs> I think it'd be great. When, when cars grew, from the ground now cars you know stick to the ground they look like they <laughs> yeah. they look like they are stuck to the ground not not they are not fast they are of course fast but the styling is has has upturned you know it was yeah it was turned upwards now it's turned downwards for some <laughs> yeah exactly 
Well, and it's kind of sad because uh, you drive around today and it, a lot of cars all look the same. Uh, you know, I go through parking lots or I drive on roadways and I'm like, where's where's the excitement anymore? It seems to be gone. And then something unique will go by and you go, oh, okay. Uh, they're thinking a little bit. They let the designers go a little free. That's certainly different. But uh, so many of the cars are just the same. They're like uh, utilitarian refrigerators. You know. Yes, it, it changed a lot. Changed yeah. a lot. Yes, but if you if you start if you if you stop and think that by nineteen take a, a thirty three Ford, a thirty three Chevrolet, and a thirty three Plymouth. Compare the cars. What is different? Yeah, yeah, same thing back. The grill. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. Yep. It's engineering and and the and the trend of the of the of the year of the decade. You know, one one goes something different. Everybody goes after, and it that's how it evolved. Yeah, I understand exactly. Yeah. You've taken us on a fun ride today, and and I can't thank you enough for joining me and sharing what you're creating. It's so wonderful. Before I let you go, could you share with us maybe some Parting words of inspiration for our listeners to uh, to learn a little bit from? Uh, well, uh, from what I've learned so far, because I'm still learning, life is a learning curve. You know, <laughs> it's it's a lifelong curve, actually, right? Yep. And uh, what I can say is be the critic of your own work. Be the first critic of mm. your own work. I like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love it. I love it. Well, this has been so much fun. How can people follow you? I know I mentioned your Instagram page. Is that the best way for people to follow along with what you're doing? Well, it's hard to keep my work updated because, you know, it's uh, I, I'm always doing, uh, you know, working on, on, on the models and, and rendering uh, older models as well because you know we uh, they are never you know they never dry they never get dry because it's computer work computer work never gets dry that's <laughs> you know so so I I keep unearthing you know old stuff and 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 re-rendering experiment I'm always experimenting so uh, Instagram yes and 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 Pinterest okay as well and uh, I'm on Facebook. Okay. I will make sure I put links to all of these on Dan's show notes page on the Cars yeah website so you can see what we've been talking about today. I think you should join, follow, reach out uh, because you're going to be delighted as I was when our good buddy Raleigh Langston introduced me to Dan. Thanks again, Raleigh, for doing that. Dan, thanks for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and your creativity and your inspiration. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you down the road. Thank you very much. Was great fun. TechForce is a charity of choice here at Cars Yeah. Auto techs are in high demand, but the supply, it's critically short. For every one tech who graduates school, there's five jobs waiting for them. Said another way, four technician jobs go unfilled for every technician graduate. Lots of young people love cars, but don't know how to turn that passion into their careers. TechForce Foundation shows them through career exploration, technical education, and the workforce development solutions. Join Cars yeah in supporting TechForce Foundation and its mission to solve the technician shortage by donating at techforce.org today. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, 
a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Yeah!